This is The Novitiate, a podcast for lay people who want to become saints but have never received the training they need to be able to achieve that goal. I'm Father Dave Callahan from the Missionaries of God's Love, and I once spent eight years training young men in the novitiate for the Missionaries of God's Love. And over that time, I realized that we need a novitiate for lay people, a place where in a very ordinary, simplified format, lay people can understand how the teachings of the spiritual masters apply to the ordinary things of daily life. In the last episode, we looked at this question of what do we want? What are we looking for? The opening line that Jesus speaks in John's Gospel, challenging us to look at what is that deep decision we've made about the purpose of life, about the destination we're aiming for, and the fact that that destination influences every decision you will ever make. Because every decision is going to work to get you to that final goal. Now, if this sense of a destination is so powerful, we need to make sure that our destination is correct. We're going in the right direction. And so this raises the question of where are we going? Now, most Christians would say, well, we're going to heaven. Okay, we're going to celebrate the eternal resurrection with our Lord Jesus Christ. But what does that look like? You see, we use these terms so often in spirituality and theology, assuming that we know what we're talking about. You know, people ask whether you believe in God, but no one ever kind of stops to ask, what is God? You know, even when we say we believe in love, do we actually understand what we mean by love? And this is so much the case with heaven. What is heaven? Most people develop their sense of heaven somewhere between the ages of two and five. So whenever you first encountered the mystery of death, maybe it was a grandparent, maybe it was a goldfish, and your parents had to explain to you where they went to after they died. That was the first time someone tried to explain to you the afterlife. And the chances are it was explained in a way that a two-year-old or a five-year-old could understand. Heaven is a wonderful place where wonderful things happen forever and ever. Amen. And you get to be with your friends and your family and your pet goldfish forever. Now, sadly, most of us never graduate beyond that idea. And so we're left with this sense of heaven being eternal pleasure, eternal paradise. And it doesn't take people very long before they start to think, why can't I just have that now? You know, if I can get myself a good job, why can't I just create paradise here on earth? I get to have the house and the boat and the car and the holiday without ever needing to do the fasting and the works of charity and the self-denial. Our understanding of heaven doesn't necessarily correlate with the traditions of the spiritual life here on earth. If heaven's about having a great time forever and ever, then we see it either as being a reward for those who have suffered or just something which everyone deserves. You know, everyone gets to heaven, surely, if God is love. But maybe there's a different way of seeing this. Maybe if heaven is not so much a place, but rather heaven is relationship. This changes the equation significantly. 
If heaven is a place, then all you need is to get your ticket through the front door and the rest is history. Whether they have history when there is no time, I don't know. That's a metaphysical question. But in that simplistic understanding of heaven, it's simply a matter of do just enough to pass. Do just what's necessary to get your ticket in, into the pearly gates. And then what happens after that doesn't matter. But what if heaven is relationship? That changes our whole understanding of salvation, as in who gets in. It also starts to change our whole understanding of what happens when we get in to heaven. You see, because if heaven's a place, then we assume that it's almost a matter of justice that people should be allowed in. How could a loving God stop people from experiencing eternal pleasure? But if heaven is a matter of relationship, then I will only want to be in heaven if I want to be in relationship with God here on earth. You know, say if someone in your workplace came up to you who you didn't particularly like, and they invited you on a three-year-long holiday to be with them traveling around the world. If you like this person a lot, then that would sound wonderful. All expenses paid, trip with your best friend. But if this person was terrible to be with and you tried to avoid them most days, an all-expenses-paid trip for three years sounds like hell. And so we're left with this consideration that if a person does not want to know God here on earth, they definitely don't want to be with God for all of eternity. Once again, in John's Gospel, there's a passage just before Jesus goes to the cross. This is in John chapter 17, verse 3. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. He's trying to say, this is relationship. Eternal life is to know the Father and to know the Son and to dwell in unity with them. So the question is, do you want that? Is that your great desire? In the last episode, I spoke about this opening line in John's Gospel where Jesus says, what do you want? What are you looking for? And I made the comment that the disciples seemed to not quite know what the right answer was. And they simply said, Lord, where do you live? And he said, come and see. I think in the context of explaining heaven, I probably need to revisit that passage and say, even if they didn't know what they were saying, they gave the right answer. You see, when Jesus says to them, what are you looking for? And they basically say, we want to know where you live. We want to dwell with you. We want to abide with you. What they'd say there is actually speaking out of that deep desire to dwell in unity with the Trinity, to know the fullness of love. And the reason I say that's actually the correct answer is because later on in that gospel, in chapter 15, Jesus will call us to come and abide with him, dwell with him, like the branches connected to a vine to live in such absolute intimacy that we would draw everything, every element of life and strength from him. This changes the story of Christianity significantly because it's no longer just a series of rules and 
challenges that you have to face so that you rack up enough heavenly points to get yourself a ticket through the pearly gates. But rather, this is now about dwelling in a relationship with Christ, entering deeper into the heart of Jesus. And everything you face here on earth is no longer just an arbitrary challenge or just meaningless rules, but rather this becomes a doorway into the heart of God. Every time you are challenged to love in your family, every time you are stretched to care for people in your workplace, you are being challenged to stretch your heart's capacity for love. And the motivation is constantly being challenged as to whether you're doing this for personal gain or whether you're doing this because you want to know God. See, everything we do in life is able to be like a launching pad, like a stepping stone taking us deeper into the mystery. You don't have to do extra things to become holy. You just have to do the things you're currently doing, but in a way that's going to lead you closer into relationship. If you think of marriage as the great analogy for this, the thousand things you do in your day as a married person could just be a bunch of random things that you are told to do because you're married. Wash the car, clean the dishes, feed the dog, and so on. Or these things could be an act of love that draws you deeper into desire for your spouse. It starts to challenge your motivations for how deeply you love your family. It actually starts to stretch your capacity. In the same way, the Christian journey is drawing us deeper into relationship every day. And as a result, we're actually encountering heaven now. We're not simply waiting for the reward at the end of time, but we're allowing God to meet us and encounter us at every single moment. Now, that's just a very simple opening of this mystery of heaven. In the next episode, we're going to try and go a little bit deeper and talk about probably the greatest secret of Christianity, the thing that no one ever talks about, not because you're not meant to know it, but because they just don't think you'll understand. So tune in for the next episode and we'll go a little bit deeper into this mystery of heaven. <laughs>